The Twins are outclassed, outplayed, straight up beaten by the Toronto Blue Jays in the opener of this four-game set at Target Field. What does it mean for the rest of the series and for the Twins who just can't seem to find any positive momentum? It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, August 4th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Again, this is Nash Walker, season three, daily host of this podcast. Excuse me, season four, writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. I'm coming to you after a Twins loss. This is just beautiful timing. I read an article that posted this morning on Twins Daily that the headline is, once a clear weakness, Twins bullpen is now a clear strength. Once a glaring weakness, Twins bullpen is now a clear strength after the trade deadline. And what do they do in the first game back from that article? The bullpen explodes. This decision, going to Emilio Pagan in the sixth inning, Twins are up one to nothing, is interesting. Because it feels like Pagan is now just the sixth inning guy. He's going to get the sixth inning. And Emilio Pagan, since July 1st, in 11 and a third innings, has 21 strikeouts, two walks, and a 3.18 ERA. His fielding independent pitching in that span is 2.23. That takes away defense. So 2.23 is his fielding independent pitching. That's what his ERA should be. Opponent's OPS at 670. So very good number since the start of July for Emilio Pagan. Now the runs he's given up, those have been crippling runs a lot of the time. Over his last handful of outings, his last four and a third, he has not given up a run. He struck out seven. And opponent batting average is at 177. He struck out seven in 17 at-bats. So Pagan's been much better recently in that role. And actually, I've said it on this podcast, I'm okay with Emilio Pagan in a sixth inning role and he could give that up and he, you know, he's on the brink. Like if he continues to do this at a, at a certain point, it is insanity, right? You're just, you're expecting something different, but the reason I'm okay with Pagan in that role and I'm no longer okay with Tyler Duffy in that role. when I was, you know, at the beginning of the season is because Pagan has the stuff and stuff is not everything. We know that, but I'd much rather have a guy throwing 97 with a nasty splitter then Tyler Duffy's 92 in the zone. And Duff can reach 93, 94 on a good day. But Pagan is regularly 97, 98. He can reach 99 with the fastball. It's just about not missing middle-middle. That's that's his problem. And the reason I'm okay with him in the six is because he does have upside. You look at his strikeout numbers this year, they're absurd. Emilio Pagan's strikeout numbers are absurd this year. I'm not sitting here and telling you that Pagan's been good. He's been really bad. I've sat here so frustrated after losses, after games Emilio Pagan blew. Very frustrated about these games. I'm not here to tell you I think he's a a good reliever, a reliable reliever. I think that in the sixth inning, you can defend using Emilio Pagan in the sixth inning of games because otherwise, why is he on the roster? 
You know, it's a decision for the front office at that point to keep him on the roster. If you're not going to use him in the sixth inning, you refuse to use him unless the Twins are up by eight runs. He shouldn't be on the team. Like, he should not be in the bullpen. So, he is in the bullpen. He's been good since July 1st, overall. Using him in the sixth inning, you can't every single night go Jax, Fulmer, Duran, Lopez. It's not tenable every single night for the Twins. They're going to need other guys to step up. And they're going to need to play better. Like, Pagan needs to pitch better. Right, They need to perform better. The offense needs to perform better. Jose Miranda, injury scare tonight, gets hit in the wrist. Thank goodness it seems like he's okay, and they're going to see tomorrow on Miranda. But this team needs to play better. Like They have the pieces in place now. And the whole narrative has changed for me, I think, because I think they had such a solid deadline. It wasn't perfect. They didn't fill every hole. They had a very solid deadline. The narrative has changed for me. It's no longer... This front office didn't do enough in the offseason. I mean, that's still true. That's a part of a big reason why they don't have a huge lead in the division because the front office didn't do a lot. But over the last two months, that's not going to be my reasoning anymore. You know, my my reasoning is going to be they're just not playing good enough. They have the pieces in place. They have enough talent in the bullpen, especially. They're lacking in the rotation a little bit, but they have enough to win a lot of games. They have enough talent in the, in the rotation now with Tyler Malley and Gray and Ryan to win enough games, and their lineup is very talented. We know that with Correa and Buxton and Arise and Polanco and Miranda now as a rookie. It's a very talented group that just needs to perform now. It's over. I'm, the excuses, like, I'm done with the excuses. I'm done with the holes are too big. This team just needs to perform. And if you get beat by a team that's better than you, that's fine. They need to perform, though. They're not, they're not like outplaying teams consistently. If the Twins show up and they play to their level, they play to the level I think they're capable of a majority of the time in these last two months, they're going to win the division, and I think they're going to have a chance to make some noise in October. But so many times this year, and it's a different look now because we are post-trade deadline and the team looks different, they haven't played to their level, the level that they're capable of. There were many times earlier this year when you know the bullpen would blow games, and I said the offense did what they needed to do. Like The offense came to play. They scored six, seven, eight runs, and the Twins still blew it because they don't have enough talent in their bullpen. That's not the case anymore. The offense, if they score six, seven, eight runs, I guarantee you the Twins will win more of those games in the second half because they have real good, high-leverage, high upside relievers in their bullpen now like to pair with Yohan Duran. Fulmer's very good. Jorge Lopez is an elite reliever, has been an elite reliever this year. Griffin Jacks is good as a rookie. You have options back there enough where if the offense does their job and the staff gives you a chance like they did tonight, you should win a lot of those games. And it's frustrating. They're just not performing. They're not performing to that level. Is this just a case of the Twins not being good enough? Like, are they just not not good enough to beat Toronto? Are they not good enough to beat the cream of the American League? I have the answer for you after this word from Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers with the handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. 
Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Are the Jays just better than the Twins? Probably. You know, if the Jays play well and the Twins play well, the Jays are going to win a lot of those games. But the Twins will have a chance, right? They'll have a chance. And this kind of exemplifies my point with the rest of the season and into the into October, hopefully, for the Twins. They have a lot of work to do before they get to October. But the whole point is, you know, the, the narrative has been this team's not good enough to win in October. They're not good enough. And maybe that was the case before the deadline, my whole point was like, yeah, they're not good enough right now, but if they make the right moves at the deadline, they can be good enough to make some noise. And I think they got to that point. I think they are at a point now where with some relative health and with performance, they can be good enough where if you play your best baseball, you play very well, you play the best you can play, and you are matched up with the Toronto Blue Jays, and they don't play the best they can play. You know, they play well. You're going to win that game now. You know, but if before the Twins could have a great game, they could, they could, the line could score a bunch of runs. You get a good start from your starter, and the bullpen is still such a weakness that it's not tenable. They're, they're going to blow that game. That's no longer the case. That's no longer the case. They're good enough where if they play, if they play to where they can play, if they play to their talent level, they can win these games. And tonight they didn't. Like they played eh, tonight. You know, they, they got a good start from Sonny. The offense had some chances. They didn't really come through. They got a couple runs. Miranda got hit, and that scored a run, and then he grounded out, and that scored a run. It wasn't good enough. Like, that's just not good enough to win. And if they're going to play like this, they're not going to beat the Blue Jays. If they're going to play like this, like, they're not going to beat the Yankees. They're not going to beat the Astros. They probably won't even beat the White Sox because all it takes is you know, a good team to play like a good team and they're going to beat the twins right now. And it's frustrating how this team has no positive momentum. Like you, you have a series win over Detroit, you have a great trade deadline and it feels like an opportunity to then come out in game one and like really put together a good plan and try to win that game. And and Manoa is tough. Like Alec Manoa is tough, but I, I would like to see some more consistency. Like play well multiple days in a row, like for a week in a row, play really well. They haven't done that in so long. They won 14 of 17 games in April and leading into May, I believe was that time frame. They played well consistently for weeks. Like they pitched well. They had timely hitting. They beat teams. They limited runs. They prevented runs defensively. They scored when they needed to score. They played good baseball. And we just haven't seen that consistently. We'll see it on a Thursday, and then Friday they come out and they're okay, and then Saturday they're flat, and then Sunday they're good again. And then Monday, it's way too up and down. There's been no consistency with them this year. And if they're not going to be consistently good, no, they're not on the same level as Toronto. They're not on the, the same level as New York. But I think the Twins can be in a spot where if they show up and they you know get Kepler back, who I think will help the lineup a little bit, just lengthen it out, hopefully Kirloff at some point, but I'm not counting on that. If they can get to a point where they play good baseball collectively as a group, they can win these series at home against Toronto. They can win these games against Toronto. They can win these games, win a couple games in New York. It's possible because they're good enough if they play like they're capable of playing. And that's 
you know, that's what's going to be most frustrating for me down the stretch is if they just don't. They just they don't play. They don't play well enough to win. And that was that was kind of the story tonight. And what we have seen from the Twins this year, I will say, they haven't strung together a lot of winning streaks. They haven't played good baseball consistently for weeks at a time very much, but they do usually come out after a tough series loss or a tough loss and they play really well the next day. That would be great. Like that starts with that. And then if we can get there, then we can start building and you can start to build. And I always say build goods, build positives. One positive leads to another, then another, then another. All of a sudden you've won five out of six or six out of seven and you're, and you're rolling. They need that. They need that. And I think they're good enough to do that. It's going to start with Tyler Malley, Jose Barrios. What to expect in this matchup Friday night? This is a fun one. I'm super excited. I'm going to tell you what to expect after this word from Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a protein bar. They're delicious. They're healthy. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. What to expect? Tyler Malley, Jose Barrios. I'm super excited to see Tyler Malley at Target Field in his Twins debut. I think Malley, and I've I've talked about this extensively, not only at the deadline when they traded for him, but before, like when he was my number one target. There's a reason he was my number one target for the Twins on the starting pitching market is because there is real upside here. And it would be so, so cool to see him go out there Friday night with a big crowd at Target Field and present himself and just say I'm here basically with his performance. And, you know, I think Tyler Malley has the potential to really bolster this rotation in the second half. And I don't want to put too much pressure on him. He's got a 440 ERA this year, but he's way better than that ERA. He's been very good recently. You look at Malley recently, he's been really good. I'm going to pull up the numbers really quick to kind of exemplify where he's at. But I think he has a chance to really, really help this rotation and be you know, a, a good pairing with Sonny Gray like he was in Cincinnati. And with Joe Ryan as a three, that's really solid. In his last 57 and a third, Tyler Malley has a 283 ERA. Opponents are hitting 212 with a 272 on base percentage, and they're slugging 361. Jeff Carr, who is the host of Lockdown Reds and a good friend of mine, told me that Road Malley is like a it's a crying call in Cincinnati. Road Malley. And what that means is Tyler Malley is so much better on the road than he is at Great American Ballpark. It is such a stark split for Malley, enough so that I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what he could bring to this rotation at Target Field. I've always favored right-handed pitching in this division and in this league, especially recently in the last three years, I mean, because I think there are a lot of good right-handed hitters, and the Blue Jays have a lot of good right-handed hitters. Malley can get righties and lefties out, but I'm just I'm excited to see what he brings to this to this rotation. I'm excited to see what he does in his debut. And you look at his away splits since 2020. Among pitchers 
who have made at least 20 starts. He is an outstanding company. Like it's, it's hard to believe he's top five in OPS allowed on the road since 2020 minimum those runs. He's been outstanding on the road, on the road, minimum those innings pitched. I mean, he's been outstanding. And I think there's, this is not a, and no disrespect to the Cardinals, Jose Quintana was great tonight, but this is not a Quintana situation where yes, he's been great this year, but you, you don't really feel like there's anything left in the tank and he's a rental. I think most of the appeal in Tyler Malley is not who he is now, which I think he's a, he's a good pitcher now, but a lot of the appeal for me is who I think he can be and who I think he can represent in this rotation, which is a frontline starter. I think he can be that. From 2020 to 2022, minimum, minimum 20 games started. Here's road OPS allowed. This is on the road, and this is a large enough sample. Like, Malley has 156 and two-thirds innings on the road. Road OPS, Corbin Burns, 512. He leads baseball. Uh, he won the Cy Young Award last year, for those who didn't know. Clayton Kershaw is second at 559. Max Scherzer is third. At 588, from Valdez of the Astros, the great young starter, the lefty who shut down the Twins in the 2020 uh, wildcard series at Target Field, is fourth at 590, and fifth is Tyler Malley at 595. Burns, Kershaw, Scherzer, Valdez, Malley for best road opponents OPS since 2020. That's that's what I think he's capable of right there. That's, that's what I think he's capable of is – a very, very good starter. And I'm excited to see him in his debut. I'm excited to see what he brings. It would be it would be great to see him just kind of set the tone in his first start as a twin. Jose Barrios on the hill, back to target field. I was there last year in September when Barrios faced the twins. Byron Buxton hit a home run to center off him. I was with my little nanny kids. Super fun to see Buck go yard. My young, I remember my youngest nanny kid was like, why is Byron Buxton leaving? Why is he leaving this winter? Because at that time I was saying like, oh, the Twins might trade Buxton. He's only got a year left. They, they lost, you know, 89 games. And I don't know if they're going to want to extend him. They're probably going to trade him. And he was like, why, why, why? He loves Byron Buxton. Buxton hits a homer and they extend Buck in the offseason. So that worked out really well. Barrios back to the mound at Target Field Friday night. You can't draw it up any better than this. Like Barrios against his old team, two teams that are in the playoff hunt, Tyler Malley, Twins just grabbed him from the Reds, and he's making his debut as a twin against Barrios. Like, this this is a great matchup. I'm very, very intrigued by this matchup. And I think, you know, with how Barrios has been this year, there's a chance the Twins can really get to him tomorrow. I think, you know, there's a chance the Twins post a crooked number on Jose Barrios, and I'm hoping that they do. I love Jose. We'll always love Jose, but not tomorrow. (laughs) Not when he's pitching against the Twins. Uh, and Tyler Malley, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens here. Nick Gordon and Jake Cave came to play tonight, so credit to those two. But overall, the offense just uh, pretty ugly. They didn't get it done. Miranda drove in a couple on a hit-by-pitch and a ground out. Gordon had a double. Cave hit a home run, hit the ball hard tonight. He doesn't want to go back to St. Paul, clearly. But those two showed up. Miranda drove in a couple, and that was it for the offense. You know, That was it. And they need to be a lot better. They need to have better at-bats. They need to bring a better approach than they did against Barrios in Toronto when he absolutely carved them up. He carved them up in Toronto. Got to be better. He struck out 13, I believe, 13 twins in that game. Like with the way that the offense has been, that wouldn't surprise me. But like, let's let's have that not happen tomorrow. Let's have that not happen Friday night. I'm really excited to see this matchup. 
Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now make your second listen. The Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins. Got to be better Friday.